Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Well, hi guys. Happy Wednesday. Hey, I am really more excited than ever to be with you guys, especially in this continued crazy season. Uh, I think our communities are kind of changed a bit at the moment. So I really hope that you guys look forward each week to a brand new episode. We are up to episode 12 already. Today is called The Secret to Enduring Hard Seasons. Um, Hey, I want you to stick around for the end because I answer um, a lot of your questions that you sent in. Uh, particularly about this whole season. Um, But anyway, let's get cracking for now. How are you all doing? What have you been up to as you stick around? Well, hopefully stick around your home. Um, You know, this podcast is about being girls who lead well, and there is no greater opportunity than to do that right now in this season. So I wanted to share with us today about the one great secret to enduring and surviving and thriving in hard and difficult seasons. Now, I know we are all in the same season with coronavirus right now. We're we're Wednesday. I think we've just flicked over to April, but this could easily, you might be listening to this down the track and maybe, you know, we're out of this season, praise the Lord, but you've got another one of your own difficult challenges or seasons that you're facing. So this is not just for today's season right now, but for any difficult season that you might go through. And this secret, by the way, doesn't come from me. Um, It comes from someone who is not only a professional in his field, but has actually lived in some of the most harrowing circumstances that a human can live in. And his work lines up completely with the Bible, so win-win. You know, firstly, can I say that this whole situation we're living in, excuse me, right now with a global pandemic is something that nobody on this planet has ever lived through. I don't know if you've heard the word unprecedented a million times. It's Cameron's favorite word right now. Unprecedented. Every time I turn on the TV, politicians, unprecedented. But it really is unprecedented. The thing that keeps coming back to my mind is maybe this is a little bit of what it must have been like to live in the war. Like that must have been such a surreal time to live through the war. As you know, I've shared on previous podcasts about both sets of my grandparents who lived in Holland during the Nazi regime in World War II. All of my parents, my mum and dad were born in Holland. Um, But my nana would tell me stories of how, you know, what life was like. Like they had to have their passports on them at all times because at any time they could be stopped by a German soldier and they had to prove that they weren't Jewish. And if they didn't have a passport, they'd be immediately taken and put in a concentration camp. My nana tells the story of when she had her passport stolen, her handbag stolen for three days with her passport in it and how she was so petrified for those three days. Um, They all had to be inside by eight o'clock at night or they'd be arrested. My old pa, my mum's side of the family, was actually put in a concentration camp near the end of the war because by then they weren't even checking passports and they thought that he looked Jewish and so they put him in a work concentration camp. So, 
You know, I've talked at lengths with my Nana before she passed away a year ago about what life was like then. And I still don't think we have it anywhere near as hard as they did. But I don't discount that this whole scenario feels really surreal and is probably the most difficult things a lot of us have had to deal with, particularly if you're very young. And mostly it's the being out of control that's the hardest, not knowing what's going to happen, when will this end. And as if the medical scenario isn't bad enough, we're facing the worst economic crisis in 90 years. So we've got people being laid off their jobs left, right and center. So let's get into today. Um, A lot of what I'm going to share is actually coming from the man I was talking about before is the work of a man called Viktor Frankl. Go and look him up. So inspiring. So Victor, spelt with a K, V-I-K-T-O-R and Frankl, F-R-A-N-K-L. Go look him up. He was a very famous Austrian psychiatrist and he lived from 1905 to 1997. So he's best known for writing one of the best known books of all time called Man's Search for Meaning. And he actually wrote it over a nine day period, nine days while living in a concentration camp during World War II. And it's a book about what the gruesome experience of Auschwitz, which was the concentration camp he was in, which was one of the worst or two that were the worst. And that was one of them um, where people were hustled into chambers, gassed almost daily. And this book is about what that period of time taught him about life. You know, the odds of surviving in a concentration camp were one in 28. Guys, can you imagine if our odds of surviving coronavirus were one in 28? Like, we would be freaking. Uh, Viktor Frankl was married and his wife was pregnant with their first child when they were separated and sent to different concentration camps. And for years, he observed Who were the ones who survived this harrowing ordeal? Apart, of course, from luck, because it did take some luck to to survive that. But what was it that they needed? What was it that the ones had who did survive that ordeal? So, drum roll. Let me reveal one of the greatest secrets that Victor's lifelong work um, talks about on how do we endure and... Uh, get through hard times and suffering and pain and hardship. Well, he found that there was nothing in the world that would so effectively help one survive any conditions as this, the knowledge that there is meaning to one's life. There you go. Great secret revealed. The knowledge that there is meaning to one's life. So we're going to unpack that today. Uh, I'm going to give you four thoughts around How do we work out? How do we survive a hard time around this whole concept of finding the meaning to our life? And I think that is why this season feels so particularly hard right now, because for a lot of us, we're losing jobs. We're losing the community and our friends we're used to hanging around. We're losing routine. So we've lost the things that give our life daily meaning and daily purpose. And that is why we are struggling in this season. Since we have a lot more time to read right now, I would highly recommend that you download this book from Kindle. I think we've got a lot to learn from people who have been through far worse than us. So Frankel argues that despite the hellish conditions that the ones who kept themselves going in the concentration camps tended to have something to live for, a a higher purpose, 
And those who dedicate their lives to something can face any pain or hardship. So, you know, having meaning and purpose to our life completely lines up with scripture. We all know Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, guys, God's plan for you and for me has not changed. That scripture says that God has a plan not to harm us, but to prosper us. The plan he had for you and me before coronavirus or whatever hard situation you're facing right now is the same plan he has for you now and will have for you tomorrow. God's plans don't change when our circumstances do. God is not suddenly out of control of our lives right now. And knowing that we have this higher purpose and a plan for our life, it gives us meaning and helps us push through and survive the difficult times. The problem is some of us have plans or purpose that are so lofty and so far into the future that we actually don't know how to break that down into small bite-sized pieces to achieve that. So even if we weren't in a difficult time, We've got these, you know, lofty plans, but we're not, we were never anyway doing something in the day to day of our lives to help track us towards that. So when hard times come and we get discouraged, we feel like, well, you know, I don't know now what to do today. I don't know how I'm ever going to get towards that big lofty plan that I had. Or perhaps we don't really know what our purpose and meaning is. So we just take stabs in the dark and we really don't have goals and a plan that we're tracking towards anyway. So, you know, for example, I'm seeing a lot of young people right now, or a lot of people in general, um, you know, starting podcasts, YouTubes, vlogs, blogs, you know, all of this online content, which that's great. But do you know what, guys, you've got to, we've got to ask ourselves why. Is starting a podcast or a YouTube or whatever really part of the meaning of your existence Or are you just doing it because you don't have anything to do right now or you really want to become well known or it's just what everyone else is doing? In reality, where is that going to lead? Is it really going to lead to your life purpose? So when I think about the reason I started this podcast, it's because I've been discipling girls for over 20 years and I could see a gap in this space and it's part of my life call to raise leaders. I didn't just decide that yesterday. That's been a part of my life call for the past, well, ever since I can remember, um, 20 plus years. So there's a greater purpose and meaning to this podcast than, oh, I just felt like it um, or I just want to have, you know, a bit of fun. So we find meaning in our day to day life when we have overall meaning and purpose for our life. Um, Or maybe we're just existing day to day and have never thought about the meaning of our life and why we're on this planet. You know, finding purpose and meaning doesn't actually have to be as mysterious or difficult as we think, particularly in these circumstances. So, for example, Viktor Frankl found meaning and purpose in just a couple of things that actually kept him going while he was going through the most harrowing circumstances living in the Otswich um, concentration camp. There were three things that kept him going. One was his love for his wife and the hope that he'd see her again. The second was this book I'm talking about, Man's Meaning for Life, that he, he wanted to write while he was there. He'd actually written another book 
before he got taken into the camp, but it was taken away from him and um, and discarded. And so he found great purpose in writing a book during the season that he was um, in the camp. And the third one was he actually imagined himself lecturing one day around these things that he had been discovering, especially around this whole idea of helping people find the meaning for his, for their lives. That became the meaning of his life, helping other people find the meaning of their lives. So he had he had these three things that he looked forward to and he would work towards them on a, on a daily basis. So a huge key to this season right now or any hard season is to find meaning and purpose in your day-to-day existence as well as your overall life. So if you don't have a meaning and purpose each day that you wake up, especially while we're isolated and our routine's been taken away, and our usual daily reason for getting up in the morning perhaps has been taken away, then you will actually struggle the most in this season. The ones of us who will thrive will be the ones who have meaning, purpose, plans, and a call. So, you know, just for an example, my youngest son, our youngest one, Ashton, He's actually loving life right now. He keeps saying to me, mom, this is awesome. I'm like, well, you know, probably not awesome because he doesn't have to go to school, but he's got so many plans every day. So my dad is actually an animator and an artist and Ashton seems to have got that from him. So he has for years and years and years, ever since probably, probably since he could um, first read and write, he's always wanted to write movies, direct movies. Uh, put together the music scores for the movies, write books, draw. He's so full of creativity. So every day he's full of purpose and plans. He puts playlists together of his favorite music. He creates his own t-shirts. So he's he drew these his own designs the other day and then sent it off to a t-shirt company and then paid with his pocket money for it to get sent back. Um, with this design on it Um, or he will make his own t-shirts by like ironing on his own pictures which he discovered how to do with clad wrap and baking paper Um, he goes outside with his um, next door neighbor and he films him skating or riding and then creates movies out of that so he's always busy because he's got purpose so can you see what I'm saying that we need to have meaning for our every single day um I resonate greatly with Acts chapter 13, verse 36, one of the most beautiful scriptures. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep and was buried with his ancestors. The meaning of my life just resonates so much with this. Like David's whole meaning and purpose for existing was to serve God's purpose in his generation. And that's pretty much why I exist, why Cameron exists to serve God's purpose for this young generation coming through. That's why we're still running Youth Alive. We don't feel that that purpose has been lifted from us. I think it's going to be a life purpose for us, whatever that looks like. We've been put on this planet to build God's kingdom. Um, Plus for me as well, I absolutely love writing and I've been a teacher for a long time. So my days are full. Like I, I thought I'd have some time to maybe rest a bit during this isolating season but it's actually the opposite you know I create content for this for you guys I'm creating content for the academy last week we just did a Facebook live for all youth pastors to help them and we had people from Sri Lanka and all around Australia beaming in for four hours to that Um, I'm writing sermons uh, to record for our church I just came up with a new campaign for the academy and on and on and on so what is your plan for each day 
What have you been put on this planet for? Let me ask you a couple of questions. What do you think you've been put on this planet for? If you're not sure what that is, well, what do you enjoy doing the most? And what brings you joy? What excites you? And you know, it can change for different seasons. Like I was obviously a leader years ago, but there's a big season of my life where I've been a teacher, a big season of my life where I was a stay-at-home mom, um, a big season of my life where I've been in ministry, a season of my life where I've served in Youth Alive. So seasons can change, but you can work out your meaning by what gives you great joy, what excites you, what wakes you up in the morning, what's something that you spend your time doing that absolutely motivates you and that you love. So four quick thoughts about finding our meaning. First one is this. We are each responsible for how we respond and how we find that meaning. We are each responsible for how we respond and how we find our meaning. Guys, you can't rely, we cannot rely on someone else to tell us what our purpose and meaning is. We can't go, well, my pastor should be telling me, my youth pastor should be telling me, or, you know, someone else should 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 have been telling me, my teachers should have been telling me what it is I'm, I'm meant to do. No, 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 no. You are responsible for yourself right now. You know, I hear people who whinge and complain about, Oh, my pastor promised me this and I never got it. Do you know what? 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 God is in control of your life. Not a, not a person, not a pastor, not a leader, not anyone else but God. And you and I are responsible for ourselves. You cannot pass that responsibility to someone else and act the victim for the rest of our life. We have to take responsibility. There's someone in my family who has literally driven me nuts for decades because they've constantly played the victim card and it is so tiresome being around them all the time because it's always someone else's fault and they've never found what it is they wanted to do with their life and this person let them down and disappointed them. But you know what? The only person at the end of the day that is now lonely, isolated and by themselves is that person. The victim card will lead you to a lonely life. We each have to find our own meaning and purpose. Um, in fact, someone, one of the GND, when I say GND, Girl Next Door Tribe, um, Instagram me and wanted me to talk about the complaining and the drama. And I think I'll get into that a bit at the end. But it, like, she's like, how do we stop like people complaining in this season and making it about them? And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally with you. We're all in this together. Uh, but you are responsible for you and I am responsible for me. We have to get ourselves up in the morning and decide what we will do with this day. No matter what hard season, we're each responsible to find meaning and purpose to draw out of the season. Yes, life might look different, but that is exciting. How can you innovate and create right now? Like, Did you know that every day, everyday choice is actually the epicenter of human experience? Like if I get some time in this season, I'm going to write my next book. So there's always got to be a a plan or something that excites you, that motivates you. Um, So we each have an everyday choice. That is the epicenter of all human experience, which means we each have the ability to choose how we will take on this season. You know, Viktor Frankl said that there were more prisoners that died from lack of something to live for than lack of food. And he also said that everything can be taken from us except for the one last human freedom, 
which is the freedom to choose how we respond. You know, Jeremiah 32 verse 19, whoa, this is a motivating scripture. Your eyes, meaning God's eyes, are open to the ways of all mankind. You reward each person according to their conduct and as their deeds deserve. So God right now is watching everyone on the planet who is being um, isolated through this coronavirus. And he's like going to reward each one of us according to this scripture, according to our conduct and our deeds and what we do with this time. All right, number two, number two, if there is meaning to life, then there is meaning to our suffering too. So if there's meaning to life, then there's meaning to our suffering. Of course, as Christians, we believe that there's meaning to our life. You know, I've read a couple of scriptures, but since suffering and hard times are a part of life, then there's also meaning in these times too. So don't think of this season, this hard season, whatever this season is for you. And for all of us listening right now, this coronavirus season, don't think of this season as having no meaning. There is meaning to everything in in our lives. And so there's meaning to this season too. And we must accept all parts of our life, including the hard parts. This is how we take up our cross. This is what the Bible talked about in Matthew 16, 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. That's what it means to take up our cross. It means to accept and walk through these hard times too. We can actually achieve something in our suffering. You know, Viktor Frankl noted that the prisoners who did the best in the camps were those who actually adjusted their attitudes toward their suffering. He tells these, oh my gosh, these harrowing stories that just make me tear up how there would be a few, just a few people, just a few men in the concentration camps who would take their really meager rations, their tiny bit of bread or sloppy, sloppy soup that they were given And they would actually share it with other prisoners and they would move around to bedsides, comforting others, though they themselves were in immense suffering. So this leads to our third point. So let's just recap. Number one. So obviously the great secret is finding meaning to every day. Number one, we're each responsible for how we respond and how we find meaning. Number two, if there's meaning in life, then there's meaning to our suffering. And number three, the more that one forgets oneself, By giving to a cause to serve or love another, the more human he is. I could shorten that down really, um, really hardcore for us. Number three, forget oneself. That is how we find the meaning to life. That is how we get through hard times. There is no greater way to go through a hard season than to forget oneself and concentrate on giving to somebody else. That is why the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Because when we forget oneself, by giving to another, then that actually is a huge key to finding purpose and helping us get through our hard seasons. You know, this is what we've been teaching our public public church fam, family for years, um, that our whole reason for existence is because life is not about us, but life is about others. And this is really, really coming into play now. We are huge on the value that small things done with great love change the world. And we are so proud of our public family and our Youth Alive Academy students who have not made this season about themselves, but how they can help someone else. You know, another, just to answer another listener question, somebody wrote in and asked me, how can we stay mentally strong in this season? Great question. 
How do we stay mentally strong? Well, you know, even the government have expressed concern for rises in domestic violence and mental health issues. Well, guys, Viktor Frankl actually answered this question back in 1945 in his book and in his experiences. And he argues that this whole secret, this quest to find meaning and purpose is actually the key to mental health and human flourishing. I think that is amazing. When we make life about other people and not ourselves, that is how we keep ourselves mentally strong because we're not always focusing on ourselves and how we feel and how hard we have it, even if we do have it hard, but we're focusing on what we can do for other people. You know, Matthew 16 that I read before about taking up your cross. Well, in verse 25, it also says, um, well, it talks about denying ourselves, and that if we try and save our life, we will lose it. But whoever loses his life for Christ's sake will find it. So everything I've said here today are all keys for keeping mentally strong in this season. The more we keep the focus off ourselves and onto others, the healthier we will be. Finding purpose in each day, pursuing goals towards that purpose. And it's the little things, you know, like I actually run out of time each day, but I have a plan each day when I wake up where I try and focus most of my day, not on myself, but around other people. Although I must say lately, I've probably been going pretty hardcore and I'm like, "Mm, I probably need to put some stuff back in where I'm just switching my brain off. I find it really hard to switch my brain off. And for me, reading switches my brain off, but I tend to go for a self-help book and then my brain switches on again because I'm thinking, oh, how can I how can I improve myself? And oh my gosh, I could teach on this. Um, and so I have to best for me to find something that's fiction. But, you know, each day I get up, I try and support a local business each day. Um, for example, <laughs> I, I support Coco's, St. Coco's around the corner. Beautiful girls, um, twin girls that own that coffee shop. Not hard to support them because I love coffee. But each day I make sure I go through and I do spend more money probably than what maybe perhaps I have in the past. And I try and buy other people coffees um, around me to support them and just to bless someone else. I write content each day. I do something pastoral each day, whether that's um, I do a FaceTime to someone or I drop groceries off to somebody Um, I also try and be a good mum each day. I'm focusing on like making a really nice family meal each night. I take the dogs out each afternoon. That's part of my routine. It makes them happy and I get to exercise. So there you go. What are you doing? I'd love to hear from you guys. What are you doing every, every day to be a part of your purpose? And the last way that Viktor Frankl suggests we go about finding meaning. Oh my gosh, I love this. Study the lives of those who have... Um, study the lives of those who have found meaning against those who have not found meaning. I think that's incredible advice. So find people that inspire you, that you admire their life and study them, study what they've done. I think that's why I'm so moved by books like Viktor Frankl's because he found so much meaning and purpose. I'm so moved by books by people like Corrie Ten Boom I talked about last week. So find who inspires you and study those people and then look at people that you just think they are complete opposite and study them too. study what not to do people who are just whinging and complaining and victim and blaming everyone and blaming the government and you know look look at their life and go okay that's what not to do so there you go the great secret is finding meaning to your life and the four keys number one we're each responsible for how we respond Number two, there's meaning in our suffering. 
Number three, forget oneself. And number four, study the lives of those who have found meaning. So there you go. Da-da-da, you've done amazing. Amazing. So listener questions. All right. What did you guys want to know? Just a couple of things. Well, I'll pick just a couple because we're running out of time. So how do you thrive while living in this season with your parents? So obviously this is from a young person living at home. That one made me laugh. Um, Families living in close quarters are going to drive each other nuts right now. Um, I know Cameron and I have been a lot more tense at times or we get more cranky with the kids. Um, You know, maybe some of you already haven't had a great relationship with your parents. If this were me back in my teenage years, with my mum, oh, I probably would have struggled. <clears throat> so I would suggest a couple of things. Give yourself space each day. Make sure that you're not like sitting on top of each other all the time. Give yourself space and set your attitude right by trying to do something nice for your parents each day. So Georgia went and got me a coffee this morning. Thanks, G. Almond milk ice latte, my favorite. Um, go out of your way to do something extra. Like I know as a mum, there's a lot of stuff on us right now. We're trying to keep the house clean and all the dishes and cooking and, you know, do the extra stuff. So there you go. Hope that helps. Uh, another listener question. How can we make sure our faith is bigger than our fear right now? Great question. I think this is a daily practice. Catch yourself out when you're having fearful thoughts and think about why those fearful thoughts are coming. I would grab some scriptures around um, God not giving me a spirit of fear and scriptures around safety. uh, And I would say them over and over to myself, print them out. We've got scriptures on the back of our toilet door. Good spot to read scriptures. Be careful what you're putting in because what you're putting in is going to come out. So listen to more of the things that build your faith than those things that feed your fear. So I know for me, there's been times where I'm like, I just have to switch off the news or I am not going to look at my notifications on my phone because it's all bad news. All right. Thoughts on, I touched on this before, thoughts on complaining and making this isolation thing a sob story. Totally with you on this one. If anyone is doing that in your world, don't feed it. I have this saying, starve the drama. Just ignore people who are making it all about them, who are making it a sob session. And if you have a habit of complaining yourself, Well, firstly, recognizing that's amazing and just remember everyone's in the same situation and the best way to forget about yourself is to focus on someone else. How do we keep positive and motivated? Well, like I said, I think thinking of things each day for other people and having a plan for each day keeps us motivated and positive. Having some sort of project you're working on, like my mother-in-law yesterday showed me a picture of this huge puzzle she did it took her two hours so today because mum and dad aren't allowed to go out like anywhere because they're like in their 70s so today dad's going to try and beat her in the time the time slot that she did it in hello wonder where Cameron gets his competitiveness from uh and how can we use this season to grow deeper in God great question make sure you keep your daily habits of praying and reading the word Um, I've got a, I always read a book. I've got a great book I'm reading now about the life of Mary, which I try and read each morning and then journal on. Um, I don't take my phone, phone on walks. I pray instead, um, take up some study. Great time to take up some study around the Bible. Guys, come and join me at the Youth Alive Academy. You can be literally anywhere in Australia. The Youth Alive Academy is set up beautifully for this season. We have the best time in the cloud together online. So there you go. I hope that all of that has helped you guys. 
I am praying for you in this season. Why don't you DM me and let me know how are you spending your day? I would love to hear from you. So anyway, peace out and take care, stay safe. And I really look forward to being with you all next week. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.